Welcome back to another edition of Dream Team. This is the latest in the series, and today we have Steve Johnson with us to go through his his best team, his play with his favourite players, and the people who had the biggest influences on him. So, welcome, Steve. Welcome, Scott. Been looking nice forward to this. Nice to meet you. Good shirt. Old school. Yeah, this was a, this was a present actually from uh, Mr. James Homewood. Is it? Very decent. Yeah, he loves his classic shirts. So, uh, yeah. Nice. For those of you listening on the podcast, it's a Liverpool shirt from 1990-91. Is that right? That is correct. That is correct, yes. Okay. So, Steve, uh, your first game for the club, your first adult game, when was that? Oh, adult game. Um, uh, We do come to that later on with one of my my selections. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, in a fourth eleven. And it was against, I couldn't tell you it was against, but it was at uh, Eastwood Park. So I'm guessing, uh, not Eastwood Park, Belfairs. So I'm guessing it could have been Eastwood or some, yeah. uh, someone like that. Uh, yeah, me and, me and uh, John Horn got selected uh, in the fourth team. And yeah, all I can remember is I got a duck and that was it. And then it was back. Things only got uh, better. Lift- Lift back to the clubhouse in Kev Salt's car, uh, a bit of wild thing playing. And uh, yeah, me and Bells back to the club, bit of tango and uh, one hand, one bounce. So, How times have changed. Yes. Okay, uh, let's go on. So you're 1 to 11. Uh, your opening batsman, who are you sending out? Right, my opening batsman. Um, just before I start, my 11 is, um, is basically purely like, people that have influenced me throughout my cricket career okay. uh, and also, also um, people that I want to spend the Saturday, my Saturday afternoons with. So, because um, I've, I've obviously, I've played with the, the likes of Nilesh Kilkarni, who's played 13 times for India. Uh, I've played with Madassa Ibrahim uh, okay. and I've played with Farhad Massoud, who's probably easily the, the best player I've ever played with when he was at Southend. So, um, but I'm going to start with my opening batsman is going to be Afan Khan, uh, Newman's brother, uh, purely for the fact that he actually got me into cricket. Okay. Um, I was at school one day and Afan approached me in the corridor and he said, um, look, can you play tonight? Uh, Matt Barrett's gone home sick. We need a wicketkeeper. So I said, oh, I don't know anything about cricket. Never played before. So he said, oh, it's easy. He said, um, you played in goal, haven't you? And I said, yeah, 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 I played in goal. He said, you just got to stop the ball. It's, it's fine. But little did I know that Afan at the time played for uh, Essex and he was sending <laughs> down some absolute rockets at me. So uh, anyway, I survived that game. And he said I'd done pretty well. I played in the next couple of school games. And then Afan said to me, um, why don't you come down to uh, South End? Come down to the Monday night youth nets. So I said, yeah, all right, yeah, I'll come along. He said, you know John Horn, he'll be down there. So I went along. Um, I don't think I actually participated in the net session. I just rode down on my bike, sat on the sidelines and watched. And I think I remember Steve Laughlin. At the time, it was Steve Laughlin and uh, Eddie Pike were the youth team uh, coaches. 
And uh, I remember Steve Lappin coming up to me and saying, um, a fan tells me that you're a wicketkeeper, can you play Thursday night? I thought, yeah, I haven't even, like, haven't even done anything yet. Like, I said, yeah, yeah, I can play, I can play. Um, so that was probably my first game. It was on, the th uh, on a Thursday night away at uh, Benfleet. Um, and all I can remember from that game uh, is that I borrowed Johnny Horn's um, Grey Nichols power spot. Didn't have a clue how to bat. Still don't. And I just sort of left it, left it hanging out there to dry. And uh, it took the edge and the uh, ball ran away to the boundary for four. And that was it. That was the start of my cricket career up and running. So, nice. um, but a farm, a farm to me was like, obviously, he got me into cricket. Um, he was one hell of a player, uh, and it just all ended a bit suddenly with a fan. I think I'd probably say that he probably stopped playing around when he was about 24, 25, maybe. I'm not, I'm not quite sure, but he was, he was in the first team, second team at a very young age. Um, yeah, him and his brother were unbelievable uh, cricketers, and uh, yeah, yeah, big influence really. A fan. I mean, he got me into the into the game, so. Um, yeah, that's my that's my opening batsman. It's also good to see that our selection policy of a bloke turning up to training for the first time gets picked straight away. Nothing's changed in twenty five <laughs> years. Yeah. Cheers, laps. Yeah, been, that's it. Yeah, yeah. We had about eight people in the net at the time, I think. So. Uh... <laughs> okay, and who are you sending out with a farm? Um, well, I've got I've got loads of options here. I mean, I've. Um, I've played with some love. I've seen some lovely opening batsmen over the time. But for me, I I loved watching this this uh, person bat, and he was he's obviously one of me one of my best pals as well. But um, number two is Tommy Kenton. Um, yeah, just loved watching him bat. I mean, it was one of those ones with um, it was close actually with him and like uh, Steve Laughlin. I used to love Steve Laughlin. Uh, watching him bat. Um, when I was obviously in the youth side, Lappers got me in uh, playing Sunday cricket. And it was one of them ones, like him and Tommy are them sort of characters that when you sort of turn up to the game and it's, uh, and you're sort of getting ready and it's, oh, the game's starting, but you, you're scratching around in the pavilion, you're putting on your ground gear and you, you might come out and sit on the deck chair, but you've missed a few overs. But when you're Tommy and Steve Lappin, uh, you know they're opening the bat in. You get all that done prep, uh, quickly, and you get out there and you want to watch from ball one because, well, Steve Laughlin, his his thing was he wanted to smash the ball. Uh, the first ball had to go for four, uh, and Tommy Kenton well, didn't quite wasn't quite similar to that, but it was entertaining. You know, you knew that it was going to be a good watch with Tommy. Um, yeah, I just loved watching him. Uh, I always remember when I first sort of. Um, coming through the the ranks as it was, and I got picked in the sort of second team as a sort of run around fielder. I turn up to the game, and Tommy Kenton um, would be on the sidelines uh, with his all-in-one uh, Tottenham kit on. And uh, yeah, we used to uh, I used to play with him on the sidelines uh, with Mark Humby. And um, it was, um, yeah, it was good. He must have only been about 12, 13 at the time. And yeah, me and, me and John Horn was, uh, used, to, uh, used to play football with him on the sidelines. But I have got a lovely story of Tom. One of my, my favourite stories was uh, 
he was in the first team and someone had turned up um, that, that week. I don't know why, but they turned up with a, a Pakistan 1996 World Cup shirt. Uh, stuffed in their bag and it got brought out and we said anyone who does like poorly this week we're going to be um, uh, drop catch turns up late whatever throughout the season they're going to next week they're going to have to turn up in this shirt so um, anyway that day I can't remember what happened but Tommy might got a duck or whatever and he turned up next week in the Pakistan shirt um, I don't know what happened in the game, we might have won, whatever, but it was a usual Saturday night in the clubhouse, he's in his shirt, had a few drinks, let's go on, let's go on, let's go out boys, let's go out. So we've ended up in the nightclub, tops, and uh, I've got a lovely picture of Tommy Kenton in this uh, Pakistan 1996 World Cup shirt, it's ripped all the way from down there, you can barely hang out, no, I, I remember. the dance floor, smashed. Uh, superb, yeah. I'll um, if somebody will let me have the rights, so I'm going to definitely post it on the add it on to this uh interview, yeah. Brilliant, yeah, brilliant. I think we should. Oh, I remember that night, yeah, yeah, sorely missed Tommy at the moment. Good, yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, so moving on, uh, number three, who's who's your number three? Uh, number three, um, is Mr. Uh, Ken Porter. Um, I first played with Ken. Uh, I first come across Ken uh, in the fourth team. Now he was probably coming, maybe coming to the end of his career, but he was in the obviously the first team and he was in the second team. Um, but he played in the fourth team, I think, basically because it was it was a um, shell club in like in Corringham, and okay. I think it was probably close to home, and he had to get home early or whatever. But I remember it was probably one of my first real season, I think, um, in at the club. And I always remember like him bowling, coming on to bowl, and I just thought, whoa, like, who's this fella like, you know, who's this? This is quick, like, you know, this is quick. And um, yeah, I remember taking a blinder, a catch off him in the gully, and uh, everyone was like, wow, that was a great catch. Well done, well done, John Earth, well done, great, great catch. And he's just sort of come up to me and just gone, well done, boy. Like, you know, like in his <laughs> tone he does, like, and it was, uh, yeah, but he's in my side as well because he was a big influence on me, really. He wasn't really my coach because, um, to be honest with you, I was sort of like, I didn't really have a coach. Um, I just sort of, um, yeah, just picked it up as I went along, really, with cricket. Um, but he was a big influence in the way that he's organised so much for the club, especially them cricket tours. Um, down to Devon and yeah and I, I'm very grateful for that because they were some great great years we used to have down in Devon so uh, yeah Ken Porter goes in at number three for me yeah he was someone who was always around I remember youth coaching with Ken must have been 2009 um, Ken was never one for names was he you couldn't get anyone's name it was as you say it's always boy so we were running the under 13s under 15s can't remember which and we had a lad called Joe Horn playing for us. So I get a message from Ken, he phones me up. You got a team for tonight? Yeah, it's all sort of Ken, don't worry. Is John Horn playing? I was like, pretty much unlikely, Ken. He's 29 and driving a train. And you just get, you know what I mean, boy. You know what I mean. <laughs> but yeah, it's John Horn. No, no, Ken. Yeah. 
but that, that's well, him I'm in a cool. nutshell. Okay, <laughs> so number four. Uh, number four for me um, is Mr. One of my good pals, uh, Ben Wappen. Back at number four for me. Yeah, again. Uh, yeah, love watching. Love watching Ben play. Um, I think I actually probably might have stopped him actually making it as a cricketer uh, on the basis that he was he was obviously uh, playing for us at two at the time, and it was me nagging him to go out on a Thursday night and go out on a on a Saturday when he should have really been knuckling down and, uh, um, you know, making a real go of it. But uh, I always remember him telling me stories of those Essex when he used to play for Essex too. He was getting caught behind. Um, sorry, uh, he used to, he bowled in the nets and got NASA saying caught behind. And uh, he, I remember him telling me a lovely story once about how he um, uh, he was he was batting in a, like a three day game, I think he was, and he he, he was he was night watchman. And uh, I remember him said it, he said he, he played a um, f- flashing drive, like first ball through the covers for four. And everyone's like, whoa, 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 you're not watching me. Like, calm down, there's only like a few overs to go. Like, see it out. Next ball, he's just looked back and the, the, the stumps like cartwheeling out the ground. And uh, yeah, he, he, unbelievable talent, but you know, he had no brain. <laughs> if he had a brain, I reckon he would have made it as a cricketer. But um, yeah, unbelievable. Um, I used to love watching him bat. You know, people love watching him bowl and stuff, but um, yeah, for me, I love I love watching uh, Wap bat. I remember playing in a club game once, and um, I bowled to him, and uh, oh, he, he just hit this ball off me, and it come right out the screws, and uh, and it, it literally it was still going up over the. There used to be a tree by Brunswick, and it was like it cleared it, and it was going up it, like it was it was massive, and I was like Jesus, like that was a big hit. Like, you know, but yeah, I used to love watching Ben, but he didn't have a brain. He used to be lovely for a 20, 30, and then just do a lazy little flick to square leg and then off, off a full toss and he'd get out. Um, but yeah, he's had some, he's had some, uh, he's had some good innings. I mean, I think he still holds the, um, holds the club record for a 231 versus Bucker still, which I was there to see, which was uh, pretty special. Um, so yeah, number, Four is um, yeah, can't can't describe him really. Now nah, one of the best players I think I've played with, and could still be one of the best if he only could get fit. Yeah, there is that. So uh, okay, number five. Uh, number five is uh, Mr. Wayne Spear. Uh, now I pick Spears here at number. Number five, pretty much, because uh, on the basis that I didn't have to pay a penny in and around the South End nightclub area for the best part of ten years, he uh, yeah he really looked after me uh, in those those years yeah um, getting to the front of the queues and uh, all the drinks vouchers so uh, Spearsy like you're in for basically that reason only. Now he's a wonderful player and uh, someone to score that amount of runs at um, batting at square leg is just unbelievable. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, it, to be honest, Spears is a is a natural is a natural sportsman. When I was at school with him, he was like pole vault champion. He was trampoline, gymnastics, um, basketball, good at basketball. Um, I've been on holidays with him, ping pong. He's like unbelievable at table tennis. Um, I played football with him for years. Good footballer. 
And uh, yeah, golf as well. Golf is unbelievable at golf. I mean, but someone who hits the, hits the ball off the tee uh, into the next field and uh, out of bounds and still gets away with birdies, like, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> are you casting player. a little bit of a little bit of doubt on his scoring then, John, as are we? No, 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 at all. But he's, yeah, he's a, good, he's a good natural sportsman. But, um, yeah, I mean, to be honest, Spearsy, um, when we was younger, um, like me and Bells, like knocking about outside the pavilion, playing one hand, one bounce, uh, you know, not getting involved upstairs with the, with the big boys, you know, we was drinking tangos and having your Yazoo. Uh, Spearsy sort of like took me under his wing, really. And, um, yeah, and before I knew it, I was, I was out with him on a, on a Thursday night, Saturday night, and uh, it was good times, you know. And um, yeah, it was uh, yeah, it was good, good times. I mean, I remember my dad. We was looking for a place to live, me and my dad, and it was I was in Australia at the time, uh, me and Homewood, and um, I remember my I get in contact with my dad, and he said to me. Um, he said, oh, I found a place. I said, I found a place. He said, it's uh, down Ambleside Drive. He said, I said, oh, what number? What number is it? He said, oh, it's number 32. I said, get it. I said, oh, yeah, just, just get it, Dad, like that. He said, you sure? You haven't even, you haven't even viewed it or anything yet? I said, don't worry about it, because I think Spears lives about four doors away. It'll be awesome, like, you know. I'll just be <laughs> round his house all the time. And I was. I was round his house pretty much all the time back then, you know, with, you know, Champions League. Um, I was uh, Saturday mornings around there, bacon rolls before we went out for the football, and uh, up up in his in his bedroom, like you know, doing the old decks and uh, yeah, was, <laughs> dropping a few in, and uh, yeah, no, it was good times, good times. I mean, I think he left me in charge once. We, I went with him to uh, one of his gigs in uh, um, where was it? Clacton. It was in Clacton. Um, and he left me in charge of the decks, and uh, it wasn't a very busy uh, nightclub, but um, he'd, he'd gone off to uh, do the old uh, fruit machine, and he was on the balcony, and he was like, now, like, like now, like that. And I remember I dropped in a black box right on time, and it went <laughs> off. So, uh, yeah, for me, that was awesome, like, you know, for, um, yeah, some great, great times with Spearsy. Yeah, good cricket. Good club good, legend as well. Yeah, good He's stuff. He's Mr. Cricket. Yeah, loves it. I've been getting back playing a bit more, getting out there. Yeah, okay, moving on. Definitely. Six. Uh, number six is um, your good self, Scott. Scott Elliott, number six. Um, yeah, I mean, we 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 know each other firstly through football. Yeah. Uh, for the days we used to play for customs and excise. Um, yeah, and to be honest. I was playing football, but I think he was probably playing rugby at the time because he was losing goal and you kept on kicking the ball out of touch. I think he was probably playing rugby at the time. <laughs> I don't think anything. Uh, but, um, yeah, I just remember you coming to Nets on, uh, I think it was the only time we had it at Garen's. was. First time. And it, it was a roll-out mat and it was indoor. Horrible. It was horrible. It was horrible, it was. And I remember you there with your grey nickels, tough coat, and uh, you was hard to get out then. But, um, yeah, it was... Uh, he was he was he, he was a he was a tough cricketer, and uh, in my older now looking at it, I was thinking, yeah, if I lose a few quick wickets there, who better to have in the middle of the order just to uh, stink it out a little bit, you know? Short, and, clog uh, it up. <laughs> yeah, clog it up a little bit more. 
But oh. um, yeah, I mean, we've had some, like me and you, we've had some great stories over the years, and I've got uh, a few up my sleeve. But um, uh, just just uh, saying about um, uh, why they call you the rat. That was what I was going <laughs> to bring up. And uh, it was, I just remember me and Bell's uh, Johnny Ornays for, um, we was in a, we were waiting for you in a pub. And uh, we was halfway for our beers, and uh, was waiting for you. And you you come through the door, you went to the bar, you got yourself a pint, you come over to our table, and you you just you just looked down and you said like, oh, is anyone going to be eating that like that? And we said, uh, me and Bell looked at each other and went, no, you you go ahead, and you started munching on this half-eaten burger, and uh, me and Bell looked at each other and was like. It's not even a house. <laughs> it was left there from the previous person. But, uh, Sounds yeah, about right. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, as you say, we but, involved um, lots of stories over the year. I remember, I think it was at Orsett, watching the charity Shield and sitting in a, in a tea room with the umpires. Chelsea May night, I think, in about 07 or 08. Watch, right, to watch the end of the game, Mum. Yeah, yeah, fine, lads. And then went to penalties. Right, to watch the penalties. Yeah, fine. Then all of a sudden, the umpire turned. Go on, we've got to get out there. Go get ready. Time to go. I think you said to him, but you said we watched the penalties, ump. And he sort of muttered something and walked off. Uh, you went out to bat. First ball of the innings. Smack on the pads. To that umpire, straight out. Not, not your greatest yeah, day, was, I don't think. No, nah, that was, wasn't one of my greatest days. That was. I just remember him like, you know, mate, um, you said that we could watch the pens, like, you know, like, it was fine. And then, yeah, and then triggered me first ball. But um, to be honest, that is probably, twice I've been given out first ball innings. And the other one, uh, which you probably quite well know, is uh, on cricket tour to a lovely ground called Neston. Um, we'd had a big night out uh, the night before. It was hanging. Uh, we went straight to the ground. Uh, put dropped our bags off. Let's go and get some food. Just down the road, there's a carvery. We got there. It was like quarter to twelve. Opens at twelve. Straight in, full free mo uh, meat roast, and I just like piled me piled me plate up. Uh, I hold the record still now. I think sixteen roast potatoes. Although Tommy, I think did go close. I think when we went back to there, but anyway, sixteen roast potatoes. I was absolutely done. Got to the ground, they said, John, as you're opening the batting. All right, Leah, lovely. First ball, gloved it through for the keeper. And uh, I started trudging off, and the skipper came up to me and was like, he said, they shouted out, come on, come on, have another go, have another go. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, 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 you're fine, I'm, I'm off, I'm going to go and sleep in the shed. Like, you know. That's it, your cricket dignity, done. cricket dignity wouldn't allow a second, second no. go. No, great days. That was it. But great uh, days. yeah, also I remember yeah, that we've had some great, great That's the one stories. Where I hit the ball on the boundary. That? That's the one where I've got hit in the face on the boundary. Uh, yeah. <laughs> great times. Yeah. Okay, moving on to seven. Uh, number seven um, is easily the best gloveman I've ever played with, and that is Dale Hackney. Yeah, yeah, definitely Dale Hackney. Um, like Spears said in his interview, um, it's a, it's a, when his name is on the on the team sheet, 
Um, you just know it's going to be a good day with Dale in the, t in the side. And um, for me, when I knew his name was on the sheet, first thing I did was drop in a little text and said, look, is it beer Saturday? Beer Saturday night, you know. And um, yeah, nine times out of ten, he'd be up for it. But the, the occasional time when he said, oh, no, I can't, I'm, I'm out tonight or whatever, I can't make Saturday beers, I'd be a little bit gutted, you know. I'd be a bit down in the dumps. I'd be like... God, you need you need that you need Dale there you know for that you know brilliant that, team uh, man absolutely brilliant yeah, team man Dale, brilliant, like brilliant not team just man. A brilliant team man but uh, Dale Dale's yeah, superb gloveman I've got many stories as well on Dale but there's nothing I can share on this chat <laughs> yeah I was going to say yeah it might, so, might not be the forum for them but yeah nah, certainly I a think, bloke uh, you'd want in your team buy me a beer Anyone wants to buy me a beer down the clubhouse, and I'm, I might be quite tempted to tell a few. But uh, yeah, some lovely stories of Dale, and he's he's a good batsman as well. I mean, he's um, he's got a first team league ton batting number ten. I mean, how many people have, have done that? No, before? So he's brilliant. Uh, yeah, he's a, he's a superb player and great to have in the side. Yeah, no, definitely can't go Dale, wrong. That. Number seven. Okay, and on to eight. Number eight is my good pal, Andrew Calloway. Yeah, uh, the old saying goes, when Calloway gets paid, everyone gets paid. <laughs> and uh, as Tommy said, and he's one to 11, it's not a night out if Cows is not there. Um, I was just gutted when he moved away. I was genuinely really gutted, but I was really pleased for him. But um, yeah, really gutted when he left away, when he went away. But um, yeah, some memorable times over the years. Um, with cows um yeah and there's one that sticks out in mind the old um on tour we uh it was all coming home one night from um early hours in the morning there was nothing open there's no like food place open at the time we stopped off at a 24-hour um shop we all went in there got dirty mags and a uh Gimpsters pie and stuff to uh, take back to the dorm or whatever but um, we said before we went in there that we'd buy like a, a random buyer, like the, the, the best random buyer would, would win an award or I can't remember what it was. Or, and uh, I remember Speedy coming out of a ruler. Um, Tommy Kenton come out of some frozen Brussels sprouts. Chris Chambers uh, come out of a tin of peas. But um, cows come out of a uh, massive bag of coal that you couldn't hardly carry. And it was like fifteen ninety nine or something like that. It's just... Yeah, he's just a legend of a man. Like you know, he's he's life and soul of the the party when he was uh, with cows. But um, yeah, he's a top man, and he gets in my side just for that reason only because I, I need to be playing with this per these people yeah. on a under underrated underrated cricketer. Cows never really rated himself, and I don't mean that in an arrogant no, sense, but didn't appreciate how good he could be. Yeah, 1996, 95, youth team top bowler he was with seven wickets. Got the hot yeah. But uh, I like that little mention. But um, no, nah, cool. Could always was, back cows. He was definitely underrated. He was definitely underrated. I mean, he he just he, he threw it away quite easy. He wasn't really really that bothered. If he grinded it out and stuck with it. But um, yeah, yeah, lovely um, lovely times with cows, and he's a good cricketer. Good cricketer. Yeah. Good yeah. gloveman, but he ain't got the gloves in my side. That no, it's hard, it's hard to take the gloves off Dale. Really Problem does. with cows, yeah, though. What, love, 
is that too often, if someone said, oh, I can do the gloves, Cal should have said, no, I am the keeper, because it, there was very few who were better than him. But if someone yeah. else said, was a bit lazy, oh, Cal's a, Cal's a mind. As a captain, it used to drive me mad, because we'd play, and Nigel Green would say, pick Cal's, doesn't matter if he scores a run, I just want him to keep. Don't let anyone else keep, but get the little fella to keep. And that's how good Cow's was, but I don't think he ever appreciated that. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, good player. Good player. And yeah, like I said, like, yeah, really good person to have around and spend your Saturday afternoon with. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, uh, number nine? Uh, number nine is, yeah, this person um, had, a, had a big, quite good influence on me when I was growing up uh, in and around the, the third team. Um, it was Mr. Graham Butler. Um, I've picked Butters. Um, he's he's, he's going to guarantee you 25, 30 wickets a season. Um, and yeah, it's, it's lovely to see now that uh, obviously Graham's, Graham's son is, uh, you know, coming through the ranks yeah, well. He's playing well. So um, yeah, no, it's, I mean, for a parent as well, that is, must be lovely for Graham to see that. And yeah. uh, yeah, but I owe Graham quite a lot actually. Um, he used to he used to he used to run me about quite a bit, you know, pick me up in his Volvo, um, give me to lifts to away games, and yeah, he got me into New Order and uh, the Lightning Seeds. Um, yeah, but there's there's a good uh, good story about Graham actually. With um, I always remember playing Wickford away, and um, Graham's like tying down an end. He's tying down an end. And um, he, he said to Mark Ricketts, he's going, Mark, go on, get in there, get in, get in close, get in, get in under the, get in there. So he's gone in at um, like short leg and the first ball ground bowled is a false toss on the leg stump. And the geezer just clouted it and it's, it's hit Mark Ricketts full on in the yeah. chin. He's laid out on the wicket, claret everywhere. Thankfully it was all right, but um, yeah. Back then, didn't have a lid on, like, you know, you're going, you're going close, you know, like, and uh, I always remember that from Graham, yeah, it sticks out. But, um, yeah, great cricket, a great servant to the club, and, uh, yeah, he gets he, he gets in at number nine. I, I suppose when you're picking your spinner, you could have gone for him, possibly Nigel Green as well. Well, uh, to be fair, I would have picked Nigel Green, but I've never forgiven him on two occasions. Um, one of them was um, when he was captain of the second team once at uh, Hornchurch, and Hornchurch obviously well known for their teas. We we batted first, and then we went in for a tea. Um, I've had a large helping. I've gone up for the seconds, and Nigel Green's come along, took me plate away. I'm like, what's what's happening? What are you doing, Nigel? He's like, he's like, you're not having any more lasagna. I was like, what do you mean like that? He said. You're opening the bowling. You're not having any more. I was like, oh, like, so, yeah. So that, um, yeah. Cheers, Nigel. Yeah, thanks for that. But um, yeah, now, and that, that, and also, um, he, he, he took me to tour. He took me. He, he gave me a lift back from tour once, and he dropped me off at the Fortune Awards. It's before mobile phones. And uh, yeah, so I couldn't hardly ring my dad, and he dropped me off at the Fortune Award. And I was like, uh, it's like ten o'clock at night. Like, oh, yeah, cheers, Nigel. Like, I just. Just phone my dad and tell him to uh, get out of bed and uh, come up to the uh, Danny A127 and come and pick me up. 
So, uh, yeah, Story Nye, unbelievable servant to the club. Probably runs bells close for most appearances, I'd probably imagine. Um, but, yeah, he just misses out to the uh, Graham Butler. Fair point. Okay, number 10. Uh, number 10 is number 10 for a reason, and that is Mr. James Homewood. Homewood at 10. Um, okay. He's number 10 because... Uh, he never, he never forgives me for this, but um, I was first team captain once and uh, someone had dropped out. And instead of getting hold of the second team captain and pulling one up, he was at university at the time in Staffordshire. And I phoned him up and he said, uh, I said, oh, look, can you do us a favour? Can you come down this weekend and play? He said, oh, I said, oh, I don't know, I don't know. Anyway, I begged him, I made him come back. He come all the way down. He played, and I batted him 10. So, and he's never forgiven it now as well. He's like, oh, come all this way down, and I bat 10. Um, yeah, he, he never forgives me for that. But um, yeah, wonderful cricketer. Uh, we've had some lovely um, times over the years, like, you know, batting together. The people used to think we were brothers at birth, you know, in, in stages. Um, there was one standout moment with me and Homewood, and it was taking us up to the Ibex Premier League. And I can't really remember the year, but it was a Sunday cricket. Um, Sunday cricket, and it was, I remember, I can't remember the situation. I don't know if we needed to win or we needed to just, uh, um, we needed to stop Trinity from winning to go up to the Prem for the Ibex. And I always remember it was me and Homewood and we was like sort of eight and nine at the time or maybe even nine and ten, I can't remember. But it was getting really dark and we was batting and holding on and holding on and holding on. And at the other end, you had Chris Hunt, who played for Trinity and he was steaming in and he was trying to knock our heads off. And we was there as must have been, or Homewood probably must have been about maybe 15 at the time. Uh, I was obviously a little bit older, 19, 18. And we was we toughed it out, and uh, yeah, we did it. We was it was like uh, it was like Nasser Hussain and Graham Thorpe in Karachi, you know, like batting in the dark, and it was uh, it was good. It was good times, and uh, we did it. It was you know we went up to the Ibex Prem. He was ten not out, and I was probably about eight not out, and we, it was all it was all because of us. It was Great nothing stuff. to do with Newman, who scored a ton uh, earlier on in the innings, you know. It was just yeah. us that we uh, got yeah. us up. So Newman didn't do the job. Our, that was our big moment. Yeah. Great stuff. And your 11, number 11, last man. Number 11, can't bat for Toffee, but... Um, He'll disagree with that. What a bowler. What a bowler. He's unbelievable. Um, yeah, John Orn. Me good, me good mate, John Orn. Um, yeah, we was... Uh, Back in the day, like me and John Orn were joined at the hip, you know. Um, when I first joined the club, we was there. Um, we, were down, we, used to, we used to live in that clubhouse. Um, we used to, you know, youth nets. We used to wait afterwards. Because back then, it was obviously no um, communication with the uh, internet and nothing like that, and text or anything. So you used to get selection through the post. But we couldn't wait until Wednesday or Thursday when selection come out to know what side we were in. So we used to obviously get youth nets, stay down the clubhouse until sort of 10 o'clock in, in the changing rooms down below and wait for selection to finish and someone to come down in hand. 
hand us our selection. And, oh, have we made it? Have we made it? Are we in the fours? Are we in the fours? Nine times out of 10, we were just scraped in the fours or one of us might have been 13th or 14th man, you know? But um, yeah, they were great times they were. I mean, we used to put the net up. We used to go around and knock on uh, Eddie Pike's house and uh, get the keys open up the clubhouse, uh, get the net out in February, and bowl each other all day long. And yeah, and yeah, great Man. times. Great times me and Bells. I mean, we done we used to do the scoreboard for Essex. Uh, it wasn't obviously the main scoreboard, but it was like nah. opposite. They just run yeah. a little pull, uh, little, little side um, scoreboard. Um, and we just, I, I don't know, to this day, I do not know how we got that gig because Nowadays, that wouldn't be allowed. Like two kids off school, like just bunking off school and just running a scoreboard, like that just wouldn't happen. But, um, and we got paid for it as well. I think we got like a hundred pounds to sit there off school to watch cricket all day and just flick a few numbers up. Heaven. It was like, yeah, it was a, it was a dream. It was superb. Yeah. So uh, uh, yeah, but, Johnny on bats at number eleven. Um, and going back to that first game that I ever played, um, I'm guessing it was the first game I ever played at uh, Belfast Park, probably maybe against Eastwood in the fours. Um, I was so jealous of it. I was so jealous of him because he got 18 and I, oh, he got 18 runs. And like, basically back then we didn't really bat or bowl. We just like fielded and like we, yeah. And um, for him to to score 18, I got a duck off saying that day, I think. And uh, to be honest with you, them, them days, I, I was every week I was getting a duck, you know, and uh, yeah. But um, yeah, Bells, he got 18 that day, and uh, yeah, I was so jealous of it. Yeah. That's not bad. That's a so that's a, a very very decent 11 you picked there. So anyone else could have made the cut? Um, yeah, I mean, there's loads of players. You got uh, Craig Porter. I yeah. like to put Craig Porter in there. He uh, he gave me my first break really uh, in the first team. I always remember it. Um, I played in the first team a few times under Steve Waffen, uh, just as a like a, a fielder basically, yeah. you know, like gimp and um, specialist uh, fine leg. And uh, but Craig really, he, I was doing it for Craig as well, but I was also bowling quite well in the second team, maybe and in the third team. And uh, I always remember it. It was my first first real um, first game. Uh, first real first chance for the ball. Uh, we played Ardley Green, and it um, we batted first. And we must have got a huge score uh, because then it was the time where you could, is the, you could declare early, but then you you got the old ball. Yeah, uh -huh. be able to take the old ball. So we did that. We had tea, and then he, he came up to me at tea. He said, "Look, now take the old ball. You're opening." I was like. Oh, like, you know, I'm opening the first thing. And I, yeah, I bowled 10 overs and I remember just hitting one on the pads and I didn't even appeal. And everyone all went up. Dave Wilkins behind the stumps has gone up. And uh, yeah, the old finger went up and that was my first ever first thing with you. So I was, uh, that was me up and running in the first thing. So yeah. Um, yeah, Craig Porter. Uh, yeah, big influence for me. He gave me my big, uh, my big break really on cricket tour because I used to obviously be a wicketkeeper when I first started out and it was on tour against Budley Sorterton where I didn't keep wicket and he said oh do you want to have a bowl and I was like uh 
Yeah, I'll have a little bowl, I'll have a little go. And then I had a, I, and then the boys were like, this is all right. Jonathan, you've got a little something there, I reckon. You should work on work that. With. And I took that and then I, I, I donned the gloves and that was me done. I was, um, I was a bowler ever since then. So, yeah, Craig Porter for me. Could have made it. Um, you've got Ian Iser. Yeah, great. He made Tommy, he's in Iser's uh, opening batsman slot. But um, for me, Ian Iser, yeah, big influence for me. I bowled a lot of overs under, over um, with Ian in charge. Um, he used to be, um, he used to always come on first change. And uh, at the time, we had a player called Mike Clark. Um, he was he was a, he was a wonderful cricketer, uh, very very good bat, and uh, he, we had a few few seasons with uh, Mike Clark. And he never really bowled him here, and he always bought me on first first change. Um, I think Mike Clark got the ump. He left and went and played for Ardley Green in a prem and got forty wickets that season. <laughs> <laughs> so I think Ian might have mixed the trick there. But cheers, uh, <laughs> Ian. Yeah, uh, thanks for that. But um, yeah, I, yeah, I loved Ian. Um, yeah, good captain. Um, but he just disappointed me after the game as well when I wanted him to stay and have a few uh, the old Bacardi and Cokes, and he, he didn't. You know, he was just, uh, he was just a diet coke and off for the old uh, off home. But yeah, 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 wonderful, wonderful cricketer. But yeah, there's to be honest with you, there's there's a load there's a load of names. Yeah, you could spend uh, another hour talking about people who could yeah, have made yeah, it. Definitely. So. No, that's been great. Well, thank you, Steve. That's a great, great team you've got there. I think it's going to be a good fun in the bar afterwards as well. Well, that's basically why I picked the side, yeah, pretty much. And I have got my, uh, my clubhouse uh, top five, or probably top six, actually. Top six people I'd, I'd love to have a, I wanted my, like, to have a beer with after the game. And okay, number one, quickly. Without, without shadow of a doubt, it's Callaway, number one. Dale, number two. Number three is Gavin Lee, just for the pure fact that back in the day, he used to love drinking the old Eagle Smooth with Gav. Um, number four, without question, Dave Enderby. Yeah, like Speedy said, wouldn't really play cricket with him, but what a, <laughs> what a man to have in the bar after the game. Yep. Absolute legend. Um, me and Dave have got this secret handshake, actually. It's, uh, it's quite funny, but we can't really do it at this moment in time due to COVID and all that. We've been spraying it all over me. Yeah, that's but, true. Um, yeah, we sort of like have a little shake and then we bring it right in, you know. But um, yeah, it's like it's quite weird. That. But uh, we've done it once and then we do it every time we see each other. It's like quite bizarre. And uh, yeah, my old mate Johnny Orn has got to be out there as well. And uh, I missed him off the list, but Steve O. Richardson, what a great times they were when he used to run the old bar. I used to love Bully behind the bar. And uh, yeah, he organised some lovely tours as well to um, Chester. Yes. Yeah, good times. So, yeah, now, Scotty, I've thoroughly enjoyed this. And, Thank you very much, um, yeah. Steve. Now, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. Thank you very much for your time. We'll speak soon. Much appreciated. Yeah.